1: Hello, welcome back to the third and final part of this week's episode where I'm stomping with Merlin Griffiths. So far we've discussed his time on first dates, his career away from the show and his cancer diagnosis. Merlin, we're on the kind of home stretch, aren't we? We're heading back into the into the village. We really have seen quite a lot of different kinds of terrain. Yeah. We've been rained on, but we've come out of the forest and <laughs> it has finally stopped. And I'm kind of a bit damp, but I wouldn't say s- soaked. So I- I'll take that as a bit of a success. Yes,
0: we've done, we've done well. We're alive. We're not, we're not unhappy, at least, which is no. good.
1: <laughs> I wonder whether your experience is not only what you've been through in recent years, but also what you've kind of seen in front of you, you know, as a a bartender, as mixologist and on first dates. Has that kind of made you more open as a person? Because you've seen lots of different types of people. Does that make you feel like more open to share, do you think?
0: You have to share, I think, to get people going. So it's just a a little comment here or there and it gets your guest at the bar. Is there a Um, skill to
1: getting people relaxed in that way, do you think?
0: Yeah, don't judge. Is that the number one thing? Don't Don't judge. judge. Don't judge don't make passive aggressive comments in reply or something to things you might not agree with or so on yeah you know I've, I've 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 had so i've had someone honestly genuinely express a belief in flat earth theory for instance no way right no way and you yeah. you you, you, you no. are you telling you didn't judge no you don't tell, you you can't you, you can't bite in that situation you absolutely can't no no, well, no they're no. winding you to, up do it's, it's wrong you. to no they honestly weren't um they're, and they're, but it's wrong to bite in that situation outside of work if, I'm, if you tell me now, you By know, the way, I do believe
1: in the flat you earth You do believe theory. in flat earth.
0: Guess. Well, no, out of all the things you can believe in, that is the most ludicrous, and I won't yes. give you the time of day. <laughs> but behind the bar, you like, yeah, sure. Right, there's, yeah, there's, there's a number of other things. I'm quite happy to say, we actually honestly don't know 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll give you some credence for your weird beliefs, but flat earth, absolutely yeah, not. Yeah. We've been up there, we've looked at it, we yeah. see yeah. it. <laughs> it's, it's pretty unarguably yeah. round, okay. really. Unarguably so, exactly. So what? how
1: did you react? How did, they, how did you get onto that? How did you get onto the- <laughs> What would you like? Oh, I'll have a Tom Collins. And by the way, did you do you think the earth's flat or round?
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know I don't know you have to watch people how they view the world. What what things they've seen, you know. If you let people go there, they will.
1: My goodness. Really? What's
0: the what's the that's a funny
1: example of some something someone said has there been something that you've heard that's been profound and helped you because we're going to talk a little bit now in this third part about kind of your toolkit for life and how you get through the difficult times is there a conversation you've had that stuck with you and gone do you know what that's that's something that someone said has really helped you or or even just an energy from someone
0: mm, that's a really difficult question <laughs> I, i'm not going to point at any one thing it's it's, it's a tapestry, it's a mosaic, it's it's like a patchwork blanket made by, you know, relatives or something. It's, you know, you you take little bits, or at least I personally do, you cherry pick little bits from all over the place, and it all feeds in. I think that's so true, you know, when
1: I think about working in a and E, I've seen, it's very different. We're serving a cocktail of things in a different way to what you are, I would say, <laughs> but more of a cocktail of antibiotics than uh, than anything else. But, you know, you really do see every kind of person, and there's something around health and how when people are in difficult moments, that they kind of really, all the walls come down and they kind of bear all in some sense. Um, and I find that meeting lots of different people, you learn good things, you learn bad things, you learn from decisions they've made. Mm. Some people have told me about things that they've regretted. I mean, one of the things that I kind of really carry with me was this gentleman who was, very elderly, very unwell, He was clearly at the end of his life, and I'd been looking after him for a little while, um, this was actually before I worked in A&E, and he said, um, Alex, can, you know, have a seat for a minute, and you know, it was a busy, busy day, but you know, I, I, you know, I really wanted to give him time, and I sat with him, and, uh, and we spoke for a little while, and he said, do you know what, I'm at the end of my life, I've lived a long life, I've done a lot, but the things I'm sat here regretting now are not, you know, <laughs> are not the things that I did do, it's not the risks that I took, I regret the things that I didn't do. And uh, he said, you know, the things I regret are like not going on that holiday with the families or not going, oh, do you know what? Let's go out and meet my friend that I haven't seen for a while. It's, it's not regretting I didn't save up a bit more money for the mortgage, you know. And it's not about being, I don't think he was trying to say to be kind of throwing money around or just like making loads of wild decisions, but kind of really taking the most of life and seizing opportunity in life mm. and just living it as much as possible. I've tried to, I think that I've really carried that with me. Mm. That's one person that I met and think, do you know what? live your life, because you don't know what's coming, do you? You don't know how long you've got, or what might be around the corner, or what you're going to find out in a week's time. So, live it, don't it. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I mean, you know, look, I'm in a case where I'm, statistically, I'm living for the 70%, right? There's there's a 30% chance that within five years, cancer will come back. Is that what you've been told? Yeah, that's the ultimate statistics on on rectal Cancer, so I've got to live with that. There's there's a 30% chance that, and if you get it a second time, you're out isn't it really isn't too pretty. All right, you can still survive How do you, a how time, do you because, feel living uh, with that
1: uh, one in three chance right. of it coming back? How does that well, feel?
0: Well, you see, so to your point, this this whole have no regrets thing. It's not going to have any regrets, but at the same time, I'm not just going to rush out there and start skydiving and ticking off a bucket list. I don't see any need to sort of, that, that in and of itself seems like a, a, a very extreme reaction yeah. to something. You know, I'd, I'd like to think I'm a little more measured. Than that. So what decisions, so so with with what you've been through
1: and knowing that there's a one in three chance of the cancer coming back, has there been anything that you've changed and gone I'm doing that or I'm not doing that? Or, yeah, is it decisions that you've made that have been altered because of that diagnosis?
0: Uh, not a huge amount, I eat a little healthier, although still can't eat everything. Again, that's why I want the reversal done, so I can actually start eating. Seriously, like, you might be going, yeah, just a big steak or something. No, awesome. <laughs> actually, the one thing I'm craving well, it is really weird, and I never thought I'd hear myself say it. I want to go to a raw food vegan restaurant and have the biggest pile of leaves in the world. <laughs> that is, that is the, I've got to be honest, Merlin, <laughs> that is one of the last things I expected you to say. You know, but seriously, <laughs> be like you're, you must know, are you familiar with a low fiber diet yes. <laughs> or a low residue <laughs> diet and so on, right, yes. and what that entails? Yes. And while I can start opening up my diet a little bit more these days, dude, crunchy veg fresh leafy greens. I have not really been able to eat any of them in any substantial way for
1: over a year. Anything else that you've kind of noticed? Any change of like approach to things? Are you calmer? Are you more angry? Are you less patient, more patient?
0: Um, I'd like to think I'm more patient, but I'm probably actually a little bit more crotchety. Really? But I don't know if that's just a natural byproduct of age. <laughs> <laughs> it may, but, um, may or may not be but do you think but, yeah, do you, possibly a little more you. i don't know it would honestly it wouldn't surprise me if you if you poked around in there deep enough there, there's probably a little bit of residual anger over getting something like that right which has just manifests itself in the odd little bit of grumpiness does it do you feel a sense of like this
1: isn't fair does that come into your mind sometimes
0: it doesn't not consciously i think there's times you can sort of say to yourself yeah possibly in the early days as i said i, I, ch- I shouted at myself in the mirror every night. you know hell I've got cancer. I'm not gonna swear a second time. The uh, lovely stompers. Um, (laughs) And yeah, so do you think it's unfair? No, it is what it is. It honestly is what it is. I don't, I I personally don't believe in some kind of divine plan, fate intervention in all this. Are you religious? It's just, uh, no, no, I wouldn't say so. I suppose if I have any leanings, they're probably more Buddhist than anything else. I was brought up in a Buddhist household by and large. Mm. Um, My mother used to to chant. Nishin Shoshu Buddhism under the Daisaku Ikeda from Japan. So she had a Gohonzon, which is the, the scroll set in a butsudan, which is wow. the larger wooden case to keep it in. Um, and she would practice her Daimoku, and what was the thing? Gongyo, that's right, it was the, the actual longer prayer. Um, and I, I practiced with her for, for a certain amount of time. You are a very
1: time. interesting gentleman, Merlin, who got this, honestly, I never know what's going to come out of your mouth sometimes, <laughs> so, and I
0: absolutely love it, it's, it's fantastic. As a doctor, have you seen Inner Space? It's an old movie for you, really, but it's one no, of my generation, no? Kevin Costner, Inner Space, he, he gets shrunk down very, very tiny and gets yeah. injected into somebody's body. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's a scene right near the end of the movie where he's hanging on to a, the flapping door of a, of a van in some kind of high-speed chase, hanging on, and he chants. Suddenly enough, he suddenly goes Namio Haregiko, Namio Haregiko. It's amazing. It's one of the weirdest little things. Just, Stompers, just out of, out once of nowhere. Once he finishes, your stomp. You know what you need to go and watch yeah. after this, don't yeah. you? Yeah. In this face, yeah. Out of nowhere, he just suddenly starts chanting instead of praying to God or anything else, which is what you normally see in these Hollywood movies.
1: So are you a spiritual person, then? Do you, do, you feel, do you feel a sense of connection at all with higher being or powers or nature or whatever it might be? Oh,
0: goodness knows what's out there. Jesus, if, 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 do you know what? If God just suddenly turned up wandering around Trafalgar Square tomorrow, it really wouldn't surprise me. Um, I, I'd like to think, you know, but I don't explicitly believe in any divine order, as it were. Yeah. Um, but is there something there? So, I, No, I I can't say there's nothing, because you'd be stupid to say that there are things that we can't explain, you see. So my jury is sort of out, I think is the better way of putting it. I don't know, it's odd. because you said, there's times you get a a feeling for things. Mm. You know, intuition, instinct, all these sort of things. You know, they're part of our survival makeup, actually. You know, a lot of these things as well. So you have to have a reason for for having these feelings, to be able to intuit things um, in a certain sense. So is there something more? Probably. What it is, goodness only knows. We'll find out. <laughs> don't actually mind if we, we kind of yeah. don't
1: bump in, into any aliens, especially yeah. on, the, on the walk <laughs> the the stomper. We don't want to see it. Berlin, let's move on to talk about what is in your kind of life toolkit. So we've talked about stomping. It's an important part of uh, health and nature and, mm. and being connected to the world. But what else do you do to kind of look after yourself, to I get do. through, if you like?
0: I mean, yeah, this is one of the reasons I'm so keen to have a little walk with you, you see, is because, yeah, um, after I couldn't cycle, I was taking a daily walk during you know, chemo. It was, it was an absolute must, was to take a daily walk. At least half an hour i spent spend out on my feet in wow. the fresh air, right? And I think it's, it's thoroughly restorative, it's, it's brilliant for you. But um, in normal times, what do I use? I might play guitar very, very badly to myself. Nobody will ever hear it, You've got some me. guitars in the pub, I spotted those. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, because you can't fit a piano, but I feel every good pub should have an instrument, and yes. so I, I put guitars yes. in there. Um, yeah, um, there's some of my old ones that I don't use anymore. Uh, over the years so yeah I might play so guitar badly to myself to music yeah um and I like to read rubbish sci-fi mostly but um you know actually very very good sci-fi but a lot of it um <laughs> so I read a lot um the big one for me is cycling when I can get back to it that's why I'm desperate to get back to it it's cycling that that for me is the utter mental release
1: why do you like cycling so much what does it do for you you
0: said the human body is amazing, it is. Cycling is one of those things that proves it to me, how amazing the human body is. How far and wide you can go in the space of a single day using just your two legs. And also balancing. It's quite hard when you're learning. Well, yeah, there's that <laughs> When too. you're little and you've got your... The, the innate you've got sense your... of balance. When you, when you get yourself to a sort of point where you're comfortable doing 80, 90, 100 mile plus rides at the drop of a hat, I, I, at one point in my fitness, I was comfortable enough just to just go, right, I'm gonna go out for 100 miles today. I'll be back in seven hours. There's something nice right. about the fact, awesome.
1: and, and I, I enjoy cycling as well, there's something nice about the fact that you're you're doing it on your own engine. Yeah. It's your own motor. Right. All right, fine, you've got the, the chain, you've got the wheels, you've got the pedals, but ultimately yeah. it is you, you that drives that. There's it's nothing you. else that keeps it going. That's and right. Part of me actually really does fancy one day doing a kind of a, a tour in, in kind of Europe and going as far as I can. I, and actually I did do something kind of similar. I did a cycle in India. We were raising money for Teens Unite, which is oh, a, a charity supporting young people um, with cancer. And we cycled, I think it was a hundred kilometers a day for about seven or eight days. Nice. So in India, that's quite hard going. That is, um, that's, that's A lot good, of off-road. Um, we were off-road, um, we were off-road riding, no, that's a lot of riding. We were then. a lot, on-road, off-road, all sorts of tracks, sand, everything. We were riding m- mountain-type oh, yeah. bikes. Oh. Wherever we got to, it was, we got, you know, we, we made that happen in a yeah. world. where We've got cars and planes and trains and so on. Hmm. There's something very primitive about using yeah, your own feet legs. to get there.
0: And I prefer, opposed, yeah, exactly. And I like it over running because, you know, I just, it's like I say, it's the, for me, it's, it's the sort of distance that amazes me that you can go with two legs on a bicycle versus running. Running, yeah. I always feel like I'm going nowhere. No, not that quick enough, yeah. yeah, all that effort. Get back exhausted, hour or two Mo running. Mo Farah might be far in two miles. What? Mo,
1: <laughs> I think Mo Farah would have
0: something to say about that, though. He? <laughs> he gets yeah, pretty, pretty far. Right, so I don't know, I don't think there's big. a whole different thing with running again, <laughs> and it's a different different type of fitness. I don't know. Oh, I enjoy it. Yeah, you can also freewheel on a bike as well if you want to take a take a little rest, get yeah, up a no, little speed. Let your legs rest from
1: you. <laughs> How important is it to finding something that you genuinely enjoy? Because whether it is cycling, walking, running, painting, whether it's, you know, being a mixed soldier, whatever it might be, finding something that you enjoy, mm. it's just that zest for life, isn't it? It keeps yeah. you going.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what? And it's really important you bring that up at the moment, um, especially in relation to the, with, with the modern world and the way I see it. Can I turn into a grumpy jaded old cynic again Do and it. say that not everything has to be a blinking side hustle. You're allowed to have hobbies. You're allowed to just pass some time, right? Because I cycle doesn't necessarily mean I want to start doing races and stuff. No, I don't. I just want to cycle a long distance and enjoy the peace and quiet. <laughs> it's kind of, you touched upon the point there about toxic productivity. So right. kind of like I have to
1: be doing something all the time that has yeah. an end goal. That's right. You can actually spend the passage of time enjoying. Oh, sorry, can we yeah. have ASMR? Huh? Oh. Uh, we here we caught a little bit of it I think yeah, it yeah. was lovely we just god we have had such a wonder we've gone through fields forests <laughs> we've seen everything we've had all we've had all the seasons we've had winds oh, rain true. there's no <laughs> snow actually but it was near enough it might have been snowing in the forest we wouldn't really have known and now we've gone into back into the beautiful the beautiful <laughs> village but yes it's it's that point around you don't have to spend all your time doing something for an end goal its or a own, particular reason. Yeah. You can just enjoy the passage of time doing something. Because Do it it's knitting. pointless, and you're like knitting. <laughs> yeah, what well, my mum? Wouldn't agree that knitting's pointless, but she's <laughs> she's going to shout at me when she hears this episode. <laughs> but it, she loves to knit because right. it is doing something. You're making something fine, okay? But that, that's not the point of it actually. It's no. just sitting there, being present. Yeah doing something right. without any particular end result that you need. If it takes 10 years to knit a blanket, I don't think she'd mind, to be honest. That's yeah. not the point.
0: That's right. Yeah, there's, there's no fixed time scale. It's not for sale on Etsy. It's not, it's like, yeah. <laughs> really. Just do it because you like it. You can, you can you paint enjoy. because painting is fun. But what's really interesting around the creative pursuits, especially creative ones, actually. I mean, you know, I, I, I've chosen a sort of a, a sport, really, as my sort of personal mental release there. But I think around the creative ones is what it does to your 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 psychology, what it does to the way your brain works while you're doing things. And, and, and this has been proven while you're doing these sort of creative activities, painting, writing, reading, drawing, whatever it may be, knitting, crochet, you name it. Um, you're, you're, you're processing, you're allowing your subconscious a chance to do a lot of processing in the background, much like you would when you dream. And I, I, I think people who indulge in those pursuits genuinely for the love and the joy of them not only get satisfaction out of the pursuit itself, I think they probably find solutions to a lot of things in their real waking world as a result as well. Because it's allowing your mind to do what it needs to do sometimes.
1: I think that's absolutely well put. Yeah. Talk to me about friends and family because especially in the last few years, I'd imagine that leaning on the people around you has been very important too. Are there people in your life that's really helped you get through this time?
0: Yeah, my, 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 my daughter and my girlfriend, Lucille and Alex, I mean, you know, without them, she's Alex with an eye, by the way. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, Alex, Alex. Alex, yes. But yeah, I mean, you know, just, just their support and being there and understanding, trucking me in and out of hospital all the time, you know, you can't drive after chemo, you can't do anything. I don't drive any of it. Yeah, you can't drive after straight after radiotherapy really too well or any of that sort of stuff. And yeah, so they're their support there, but they're also their ability not to collapse under the general stress of it you know and not sit there and go he's dying because i'm not i must say i mean if if you've got any of if anyone listening to this is sort of about to start going through that journey actually that's the three magic words you do look to hear at the beginning we aim the four words sorry we aim to cure yes yes they're, they're, they're the four magic words once you hear that we aim to cure right relax
1: Focus okay, on that Focus kind of on the journey now and what
0: you need to get done. So, family
1: know. for you has been key. Family
0: there, yeah. My mum as well, at points, she's been very good. Um, you know, my sister, brother in law, David, you know, and their kids, Hannah and Ben. It's, it's family mainly, You're just sort of being there and not overly stressing, you see. And, there, and some key friends as well. I've got some key friends that have been great just to gather just to away with on the phone or have come over to, to have a beer with and stuff like that. It's nice. Um, but, yeah. Because it's the obvious thing, because everyone else just always asks you the first question, are you okay? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it 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 is so important. I think that we learn in times of difficulty that it's all right to actually chat to people, to talk to people. Whether it's actually talking in a deep sense, and you joke there now about kind of, you know, having a light natter or whatever. But it's true. Like whether it's having a deep conversation, what you're going through, or it's just someone to spend time with. Yeah. We do need people, and I think, you know, men are kind of conditioned a little bit that we're kind of, you know, kind of like, I'm an island, I'm so strong, I don't need, but we do, and in times of difficulty, it's okay, actually, to allow yourself to be vulnerable, to allow yourself
0: to need help. Absolutely, I think so, yeah. And even if you don't, just to allow those people to be around you and close to you, Um, you know, because those closest will understand, even without talking to them in depth about it, roughly what you're going through, right? Because they see the changes in your behavior, your moods, the things you have to do. Don't try and hide
1: it. Okay, it's time for a health fact of the week. Now, you've heard of chemical romance, yeah? That's mm. not just a band. It's ah. actually a real thing. When it comes to love, there are real things that happen in our brain. Surprise, surprise. So there's a professor called Richard Schwartz at Harvard University, and he talks about this. So in the initial stages, when you meet someone, you get this kind of drug addiction to them like oh my gosh i'm infatuated by this person that's because you have a dopamine hit and that's the kind of reward part of your brain the neurotransmitter that basically feels that sense of oh my gosh this is amazing like that, that infatuation with a person over time that dopamine hit feeling kind of drops away and instead is replaced by a rise in oxytocin which is kind of a, it gives you that feeling of like warm comfort and happiness and it's more a sustainable feeling with a person that kind of makes sense you, know, you meet someone you're infatuated by them and over time you kind of become comfortable together and there's a, a it's replaced by this kind of warm love isn't there over time and hopefully that lasts for a long time
0: that's what you look for isn't it yeah you know you want to yeah go from go from flip-flops on the beach together to to slippers by the fireside I love that. And
1: I think that is a lovely note to end this episode of the Stompcast. Merlin, thank you so much. We're back at the Monsters Inn. Thank you so much for coming out for Wander With Me. Mm,
0: Thank you, Alex. Thank you so much for your time. It's been an
1: absolute pleasure yet again. Thank you. Thank you. you. Guys, thank you so much. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. Merlin, he's such a legend and I find him such an interesting individual to spend time with. He just is a fountain of life, really. And um, yeah, just an incredible episode to be part of. So well done again. You've done another week you've got moving for an hour for another week outside in nature and I'm genuinely proud of you all I love this community and it's growing it's incredible so look after yourselves I'll see you next week for another stomp don't forget to check out my book a better day it's out now it's for 11 to 14 year olds and it's essential for mental health check out the book in any good bookshop see you soon